Well, good morning, everybody. Those of you who are watching online, thank you for joining us. Uh, This week uh, begins a 10-week series, a devotional series, into the question of what we believe. Um, I want to start with prayer. I'm going to go over a brief overview today, work you through some things, give you some things to think about, and a series of questions that I want you to consider uh, as we go through this series and for those of you who are waiting for um, the Ephesian series, that also begins today, just so everybody knows. So let's pray. Lord, as we embark on this journey of uh, exploration into the foundations of our belief, I pray, Lord, that your spirit would illuminate uh, our, both our hearts and our minds. I pray that you would help us to understand, you would help us to gain wisdom, as we delve into the important question of what we believe, um, we pray all of this in your son's mighty name. Amen. So as we jump into the significance of understanding uh, and articulating our beliefs, we have to consider the profound impact that our beliefs play on our life. Um, so I, I want to give you an example of this, and it'll, it'll help to set the stage for where we're going for the next uh, 10 weeks. So imagine that you believe in the inherent value and dignity of human life, uh, of every person. This is a belief, by the way, that is grounded in a truth that's found in the Bible and understanding that every individual is created in the image of God. And I think most of us uh, adhere to that belief. Well, this belief has a tangible impact on how we treat others. So in your daily interactions, you are most likely to be more, uh, more willing to extend kindness, to respect the people around you, the people that you encounter, and you are willing to do that regardless of the differences that these people have with you because what? Because of this deep belief behind it all that says all people are created in the image of God. This belief should influence the decisions that you make in every setting. So at work, it should affect your relationships, uh, prompting you to build connections with people. Um, that uh, a connection that reflects love and acceptance uh, whether or not a person believes in God, whether or not a person, again, agrees with you or not. In challenging moments, this conviction becomes actually, I think, a source of strength. It, it, it guides our response, which is to say, I am a person that is responsible for exhibiting grace and exhibiting forgiveness no matter what because... I have a core belief that says this person is made in the image of God and image bearers are worthy of that respect or worthy of that forgiveness or worthy of that grace. And why do I believe that? Yet another belief because I believe that God has given grace or afforded grace to all people. So in in a church that fosters a community uh, of love for one another and, and celebrates one another, this belief uh, is paramount. It, it is vital to what we, what we believe in our church. So consider, though, how you articulate this belief 
in, in your everyday life. It not only shapes your own character, but it also serves as a powerful witness, right? So if you believe that everybody's made in the image of God and therefore deserving of X, Y, and Z, and you share that with other people, um, it serves as this witness of the person who told you that or the God who, who instilled that into your life. All of our actions become, in some sense, a testimony of the transformative power of faith uh, that God has, um, God has provided for us. Not faith in that God provides our trust for him, but in the corpus of faith, this, this truth that we believe. And it creates opportunities, if we are aware, it creates opportunities for us to share the love of Christ with those around us. So uh, the first thing that I want to look at is the significance of understanding. So as we're asking this question, why what we believe matters, the significance of understanding uh, is something that all of us need to take, uh, take seriously. Last week, I, taught, I talked about this idea of the trinity of meaning. I, I shared that... Um, we are a people who, who consume information. We get information from all manner of sources, probably mainly Google, but we get it from all manner of sources. We take that information in it and we apply it, and that becomes our knowledge, right? So information becomes knowledge, applied information. But then we have this, this kind of pinnacle of all of it, which is, which is wisdom. And wisdom is knowing when to apply what we know how to apply uh, at, in any given situation. And so as we talk about wisdom, we know that the Bible speaks a lot about wisdom. And that, that what the Bible speaks to is going to affect, again, how we believe. Remember, I'm talking about the significance of understanding. Proverbs 4.7 reminds us that the beginning of wisdom is to seek understanding, right? So you have to seek the information, you have to seek the knowledge, the understanding, and then you begin to know when and how and all of these things of application. So the question that I want you to write down, the question that I want you to consider with respect to the significance of understanding is this, how can a deeper comprehension of our beliefs contribute to our spiritual growth and maturity? I'm going to say that again. How can a deeper comprehension of our beliefs contribute to our spiritual growth and maturity? And I want to take just a couple of seconds to, to talk to that. Um, <clears throat> everything that we do in our life, every action we take emanates from belief. If we attend church on a regular basis, there is a belief behind that of the value of church, or it could be of some obscure belief that says, if I don't attend church, God hates me or wants to strike me dead with a lightning bolt. That's only true of those who watch online. But, um, <laughs> but, the, but the idea still remains that everything you believe, everything that you do comes from a belief somehow right? It always emanates, right? And so the deeper you comprehend your belief, uh, the deeper it begins to contribute to your spiritual growth and your maturity by understanding it rightly, okay? So why do we attend church? Not because we're earning brownie points with God. Um, we, we attend church because there is, there is community that God has built us for, right? Built us to, to be a part of. There is, there is something about 
um, the gifts that God has given to the church that are often practiced within that assembly of believers that we need access to, we need to experience. If you're a person who says, I, I, don't, I don't need any of this stuff, I don't, need, uh, I don't need preachers, I don't need church, I don't need this, I don't need that, what you need to remember is that that is coming from a core belief inside of you somewhere, Right? Should you discover it? Yes, I would prompt you to discover it. I would challenge you to discover it. So again, the question, how can a deep, deeper comprehension of our beliefs contribute to our spiritual growth and maturity? The short answer is it, it cultivates maturity. It cultivates spiritual growth. So that was the significance of understanding. There is a deep significance in beginning wisdom by seeking understanding, understanding what we believe and how it affects our actions. The second thing that I want you to think about is the importance of articulating beliefs. This really is why we're doing this uh, devotional series. Why repeat ourselves? Why talk about all this stuff? Uh, the church is truly uh, uh, over-informed in one sense, in that we have a lot of talking heads. Um, but the importance of articulating belief is not just so that we can uh, refill everybody's heads with information. A lot of times articulating our beliefs is so that we can refine what it is that we believe, that we can understand better how we're supposed to act and all of those things, right? Uh, have you ever heard the phrase, you learn more by teaching? You learn more by teaching? This has been true in my life, that I have learned a great deal more because of my responsibility and role as a teacher. In 1 Peter 3.15, we're encouraged to always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that is within us. Uh, so here, here's a question along that line. Uh, here's a question that I want you to consider. How does expressing our beliefs not only deepen our own understanding, but also become a means of sharing our faith with others. Again, I'll repeat the question. How does expressing our beliefs not only deepen our own understanding, but also become a means of sharing our faith with others? In cognitive psychology, there's a, there's a function inside of certain people's brains called extroverted thinking. Half the world would be extroverted thinking, and apparently half the world would be introverted thinking. Extroverted thinking is a fascinating cognitive function in that it explores ideas out loud. This is uh, in contrast to its counterpart, extroverted feeling, which often explores how it feels out loud. Okay, But extroverted thinking is, is a person, uh, my, I, I have this function, and it's a person who likes to throw a lot of things at the wall to see what sticks. How many of you feel that you're that way sometimes, right? Throw a lot of things at the wall, you see what sti sticks. So when we're talking about how does expressing our beliefs not only deepen our understanding, but become a means of sharing our faith with others, when we express, when we articulate our beliefs, a lot of times we start to discover the inconsistencies of our own ideas or our own opinions. And so this is a really important thing. How should we do it as Christians? I, I don't think you're going to weed out all of the bad ideas by talking to yourself. I think, again, our responsibility is within the context of community, and, and what that community is and how that community gathers is another matter altogether. It's still a belief that will change how you act, but what I am getting at is 
you need other Christians to be able to, to, to talk about, to articulate your beliefs to, because oftentimes when you don't pick, on, pick it up, they can pick up the inconsistencies in your ideas, okay? So it's really important. Yesterday, we had our men's meeting, and we, we had breakfast at the Bean and Brew, and that is the whole point of that time. We get together, we share our ideas, we talk about the scripture, we throw things out. Sometimes it, it's met with pushback, sometimes it, it's met with expanding of an idea, all of those things. So back to the question, how does expressing our belief not only deepen our own understanding, but also become a means of sharing our faith with others. The more you express and articulate your belief, the more confident you become. And the more confident you become, the more readily you are to share these truths with other people. Because again, you're confident of a thing. Um, It is really important that the Christian world start to pick back up this great call to preach the gospel uh, to all nations. We really have to do this. We're in, a, we're in a very strange environment in our world in which faith, uh, at least in the American context, faith appears to be declining. Well, it's not going to get better by not talking about it, right? It will only get better by us sharing our faith, and in order to share our faith, we need to become more confident in our faith and our beliefs, and then we can do so. The third thing that I want you to think about today is in what way, and this is just the question that I want to ask you, in what ways can a deeper understanding of the key beliefs outlined in this series, which I'm about to share with you, enhance your experience of God's love? You can explore the answer to this question on your own, but I do want you to see that uh, you will only understand the fullness of God's love the more you understand the fullness of who God is, okay? You will only understand the fullness of God's love the more you understand the fullness of who God is. So that question again is, in what ways can a deeper understanding of the key beliefs outlined in the series enhance our experience of God's love? So here are the five key beliefs that we're going to be talking about over the remaining nine weeks. The first one is the scriptures. Our journey as Christians begins with the foundational belief that the Scripture is the inspired Word of God. What does that mean? That's a different question. But we believe that it's the inspired Word of God. We believe that it's authoritative. We believe that it's consistent of 66 books, the Old Testament and the New Testament, and that it is a guide to our faith. The Bible itself says that His Word is a light and a lamp to our feet and to our path. So we actually then, according to that belief, act a certain way, okay? So that's one thing that we'll be talking about. Uh, The second thing we'll be talking about is the Godhead, delving into this triune nature of God. We're going to explore the eternal existence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Uh, A belief in the Godhead emphasizes their co-equal, co-identical, co-eternal attributes. Now, why that's important is because what you believe about Jesus, what you believe about the Holy Spirit, and what you believe about the Father are going to result in key actions. But if you believe that they are co-equal, co-identical, and co-eternal, it's going to change how you act. Number three, we're going to talk about the person, and we're going to spend a significant portion of time, weeks four and five, on the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Um, What you believe about Jesus changes a lot of how you act, right? If Jesus is the Son of God, 
then what he says matters. If Jesus is not the Son of God, he's just another guru. And you can take or leave what he says. See, your belief changes your actions. So we'll talk about the person and work of Jesus. We'll examine his eternal divinity, his incarnation, the profound work of redemption, uh, and all the things that he accomplished through his death and resurrection. Week uh, seven, or weeks six, seven, and eight, we're actually going to deal with the most confusing, sadly, member of the Trinity, uh, and only confusing because he's a spirit, and it's very strange, even though God is spirit, right? Week six and seven, six, seven, and eight are all on the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. We're going to explore his roles in conviction, regeneration, sanctification, guidance, uh, filling believers, whatever that means, right? So we're going to talk about all of those things. And then the final thing that we're going to be talking about is this belief in salvation, what salvation is. We're going to delve into the grace of God, the role of personal faith in Jesus, into the sufficiency of Christ's finished work on the cross, and many other things. All of these beliefs form a bedrock of our faith, right, shaping our understanding and therefore shaping our actions, right? And so, God's word, the salvation he offers, the person of Jesus, the person of the Holy Spirit, all of this matters, right? So, in conclusion for this week, as we, uh, as we work through the significance of understanding and articulating our beliefs, we're going we're gonna to set the stage for this kind of journey over the next nine weeks. Foundational beliefs are not mere intellectual exercises. Please understand that. Foundational beliefs are not mere intellectual exercises. They are guiding principles that shape our character, they influence our decisions because our beliefs affect our actions, and they deepen a connection with God. Proverbs 4-7 again reminds us that the beginning of wisdom is to seek understanding, and in the coming weeks, we're going to seek that understanding. We're going to seek it through all of the different avenues that I've already shared with you and the core beliefs that we have. As we navigate those, as we navigate those, I would ask you to be mindful of the impact of your belief or of these beliefs on your daily life. So the three questions that I asked you before, I hope you'll work through those questions as we move forward. It's really important that you connect your belief with your life, your belief with your actions. In the words of Psalm 119.105, God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Here's my prayer for us today. I want that the light of God's word would guide us through this time of understanding what we actually believe. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your care for us, and thank you that you didn't leave us in the dark with regard to what we believe. Uh, you didn't even leave us in the dark for why we believe it. Uh, we just ask, Lord, that you would give us wisdom, that you would give us your spirit so that we might understand it better. We love you and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.